Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Back in 1993, the WWF looked like this, and I looked like this. We've both changed a bit since. 1993 birthed Raw, made history at every turn, and even saw The Undertaker drum up one of the most ridiculous excuses ever ahead of Survivor Series. With that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 things you didn't know about WWE in 1993. Number 10. 60% of Rumble entrants left by 1994. Back in 93, it was still the WWF, of course, and the F presumably stood for fired. 30 workers jogged down the aisle in Sacramento, but many wouldn't be long for WWF rings. In fact, by the time calendars turned to 1994, no less than 60% of the Rumble entrants had left the company completely. Think about that for a second. 18 wrestlers under contract in January of 93 were scrapped 12 months later. Check this out for a list. Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, Papa Shango, The Nasty Boys, The Natural Disasters, Max Moon, Tenryu, Skinner, Coco Beware, The Berserker, Terry Taylor, Damian Demento, Carlos Colon, El Matador, and Repo Man, sorry Simon Miller, were all gone. It just shows the turnover Vince McMahon's roster was going through as it struggled to reclaim old peak Hulkamania era magic at the box office. Number 9. The Curious Royal Rumble Poster Speaking of turnover, January's Rumble had plenty of that before the pay-per-view even aired. A quick glance at the original poster shows just how much things changed between November and bell time. Take a gander at some of the mugs here. Do you see anything strange? The Ultimate Warrior, British Bulldog and Nails were all featured, but all three had been fired by McMahon long before the Rumble happened. Warrior and Davy Boy Smith were sent packing over human growth hormone packages and Nails was canned for attacking Vince over his SummerSlam payoff. Other absentees included Crush, who was selling kayfabe injuries following an attack from Doink the Clown, and Kamala, who was mysteriously absent, but likely selling... Well, death after his casket match loss to The Undertaker at Survivor Series 1992. Gorilla Monsoon did mention Kamala when Giant Gonzalez ambled to the ring mid-rumble, but that was about it for the originally scheduled poster boy lot. Card subject to change and all that. Number 8. Yokozuna cut Mania 9's headliner short. It's always amazed me that the massive Yokozuna could shift for such a big lad. I mean, at times, Yoko moved with the grace of somebody half his size, but it does make sense that carrying all that weight 
was tough to do the longer a match went on. So sometimes Yoko just decided to go home early. That happened during the main event at WrestleMania 9, and yeah, Bret Hart wasn't too chuffed. The Hitman was doubly annoyed at Yokozuna for sprinting towards the finish because it meant some of his best spots were left on the cutting room floor. Hart had a point to prove to Vinnie Mac, but his plan was left in tatters. It's unclear just how much time was actually shaved, but it was certainly enough to annoy Hart. He wanted to show the boss that sticking the WWF title back on Hulk Hogan was a major mistake. Yoko, meanwhile, was knackered and fancied hitting the showers. Number 7. WrestleMania's Next Japanese Crossover Originally, WrestleMania 9 was supposed to feature some Japanese crossover with the war promotion headed by Genichiro Tenryu. He was meant to wrestle on the show himself, and Vince McMahon even told the media during a presser shortly after the Royal Rumble that WWF stars would also wrestle in war soon too. That didn't happen until May of 94, and Tenryu didn't appear at WrestleMania after all. It's unclear what match the Federation would have had in mind for him. He'd worked approximately a 13-minute spot in the Royal Rumble before being eliminated by The Undertaker, so maybe he was in the frame for a bout against the dead man if Giant Gonzalez fell through, wasn't ring-ready, or didn't have such a spectacular outfit come April. There's also a chance Tenryu might have worked against someone like Razor Ramon if the Bob Backlund effort didn't occur, or perhaps McMahon had some kind of war showcase in mind for the undercard. It will forever remain a mystery. But who would you have booked him against? Let me know in the comments section below. Number 6. SummerSlam made WWF history. August SummerSlam 93 marked the first time a WWF pay-per-view aired without either Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan on the lineup. Both mega powers had dominated company pay-per-views ever since the mid-80s, but McMahon and lieutenants were keen to finally move on as time crept closer to the mid-90s. SummerSlam also made history for other reasons. Namely, it was the first one in the series to happen without even one title change on the card. More specifically, it ended a run of IC title switches, the belt that changed hands on every SummerSlam between 88 and 92. Lex Luger's big night was more memorable in the long run for the lack of macho madness or Hulkamania, and this trend would continue until Hulk wrestled on the 2005 show against Shawn Michaels. And what a match that was. We've mentioned it a fair bit on this channel, which, by the way, if you haven't done so already, you should subscribe to, and make sure you ring the bell to be notified when new stuff comes out. Number 5. Hulk Hogan's last match was in August. Most fans think Hogan finished up after putting Yokozuna over for the WWF title at King of the Ring in June, but that is not strictly true. Post-King of the Ring, Hogan went on a tour of dark matches and house show bouts before finally wrapping up his commitments in August. He was still hanging around the place mere weeks before SummerSlam 93 took place, but he wasn't showcased on TV. His last hurrah ended up coming with a disqualification victory over Yokozuna on the 6th of August in Sheffield, England. Things could have been even bigger too because Bruce Prichard has long maintained that the tour was initially booked with Hogan as champ in mind. The iconic legacy star was taken off TV and pay-per-view once he dropped the belt, but the WWF was only too happy to use Hulk's name value as a dangling carrot for fans in Europe. After that, he left wrestling for a while before showing up in WCW the next year. Number 4. Hogan went Hollywood in 1993. The 22nd of February 1993 edition of Raw was another low-key episode until this mad bollocks happened. Hulk Hogan appeared in a backstage sit-down interview with Vince McMahon, but he wasn't clad in traditional red and yellow attire. Instead, Hogan donned some soon-to-be-familiar black and white colours. Although it was an Ico Pro shirt he was wearing, Hulk's look had a distinctly NWO vibe to it before that was even a thing. Fans definitely weren't used to seeing their hero rocking 
making this look on WWF TV. It felt alien, and it's somewhat of a surprise that Vince didn't insist on his poster boy wearing something, anything, red or yellow, to sell his return to screens. Hogan went Hollywood long before WCW had that thought. Number three, Shawn Michaels genuinely quit. Ex-rocker and breakout single star Shawn Michaels had always been a bit of a wild child behind the scenes. By 1993, though, things were on another level. Shawn failed a drug test in September, seriously narked about it, and ultimately decided to tell the WWF to beat it shortly afterwards. Yep, HBK quit the company. He'd be back by Survivor Series time, of course, but things did look bleak for a spell. Imagine how rad different WWE history would be without anything Shawn Michaels post-93. That is an impossible thought. In the short term, it would have meant no iconic ladder match versus Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10. The boyhood dream wouldn't have come true, and the butterfly effects of Shawn telling Vince where to go would have been felt for generations. Obviously, both men could have patched things up further down the line, but it's good for McMahon that Michaels returned to work when he did. Number two, my dog ate it, Vince. Bruce Pritchard told his fans on his Something to Wrestle With pod, which is genuinely one of the best out there, that's not ours, that the under Taker wasn't exactly pleased about wearing some American flag motif on the inner lining of his trench coat at Survivor Series 1993. Taker actually tried to get out of the gig in the lead-up to the November pay-per-view. Incredibly, the dead man told members of management that his dog had munched the jacket so he couldn't wear it. The WWF, though, called Taker's bluff and had another one ready for him in Boston, meaning the legend had to begrudgingly do as he was told and wear the coat. Apparently, the Undertaker was concerned that he'd be tampering with his carefully constructed gimmick by bowing to peer pressure and showing off a patriotic side when teamed with Lex Luger and the Steiner brothers. The All-Americans was one concept Taker didn't jive with, but he went along with the plan eventually. No dog ate my homework excuses worked here. Number one, Raw was almost called down and dirty. Raw has been WWE's tentpole weekly show since January of 1993. After a lukewarm start, the show became regularly must-see and has survived countless ups and downs, shout out Miller again, since. Even the name is iconic. So about that. The WWF didn't have a clue what to call their new product at first. Bruce Pritchard once revealed that the earliest premise for his new primetime show was that it'd be uncut, uncooked, and uncensored. At one stage, someone suggested it'd be down and dirty, but everyone agreed that would be tough to market and wasn't all that punchy. Down and dirty was Raw's first working title, though, and things could have been so different had Vince McMahon welcomed everyone to the premiere of WWF Down and Dirty in the Manhattan. Center. That doesn't sound like the kind of name that would have lasted over 30 years. And if you like this video about the WWE in 1993, why not check this one out about one of WWE's most controversial years ever, 1991. It's on your screen right now. Cheers for watching. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.